Welcome to an incredible word from Pastor Marcus Dunham, Associate Pastor here at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Well, we are going to be in, um, in Psalms 118 today. And we'll be specifically in verse 24. Uh, the title of today's message is Joy for Today. Joy for Today. Uh, this, uh, the scripture we're going to read today is a very popular scripture. If you've been in church long enough, you've heard it plenty of times. Um, but let's go ahead and read it real quick. It'll be on the screen if you don't have, uh, if you don't have it yet. But uh, Psalm 118, verse 24. Uh, the Word of God says, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Isn't that such a good verse? Yes, it is. You know, um, uh, you know this, this verse takes me back to two instances. First is whenever I was a kid, when me and my, my brother were both kids, you know, in Leavenworth, Kansas, going to St. James. Remember that church, Chris? St. James Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. Man, it was such a good, man, those were good times, you know, we used to be, you know, we used to go down in the basement and, you, you know, to have children's um, uh, Sunday school. But before we did that, uh, we would uh, sing a few hymns. And one of the hymns that we sang, I, I remember, is, this is the day that, the, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made, I will rejoice I will rejoice and be glad in it and be glad in it. Boom, boom, boom. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Right there. And that is why I'm not on the worship team. So Melinda reminds me all the time. Uh, so, you know, that's the first place it takes me. And then it also takes me back to a High Point Church in, Ar in Arlington, Texas, where I got saved. And I lived my, my first years as a Christian. And there is one of my early mentors. Her name is Miss Bowen. She's still a spiritual mother of ours today. And she prays for us all the time. But when you walked into her house, she had this scripture on her wall. And it was something that she lived out. And listen, this woman was a godly woman. And she had a lot of reason to be, a, you know, to, if there was anybody who had a reason to complain, you know, those, you know, there's those people that, you know, they just gone through a lot in life and yet it just seems like they always have a smile on their face. You know, that, that was, that was Miss Bowen. And, um, you know, when you were around her, you know, there was no room for complaining. You know, there was no space for negativity around her. And, you know, because today was a great day because God allowed her and allowed us to be alive. And man, that really spoke to me. It spoke to me a lot. You know, it, it reminded me to be aware that every day was an opportunity. You know, it, it, it reminded me to be thankful for anything and everything that I had when I was around her, you know, in her home. Um, you know, she was my, one of my good friends, uh, uh, Jeremiah, uh, his, um, his mother. And so, um, and then it also reminded me that every day was a blessing. And so uh, that was my interpretation of the scripture, and it's a great interpretation. It's something that, 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 that we all, um, you know, that we all uh, receive in that way. And um, it's, um, it's something that we all live by. But 
um, I believe that there is also more to this scripture. And so um, when we talk about, when the, when the word of God says, this is the day that the Lord has made, the question that I thought was, you know, is it talking about this very day? Because this very day for many people can be relative. You know, some people wake up to a today that is a day that is filled with joy, a day that is a new season, a new day. You know, it's a new opportunity. It's a new excitement, a day that brings a smile to your face. It's a day of new beginnings. And while that may be true for some people, at the same time, there are people who are waking up to a difficult day, waking up to a day of trouble or a day of loss or a day of mourning, a day of bad news. Um, a day of testing, of hurt and pain, a day of struggle, of hard-pressed endurance. You know, it's a day that may be unfortunate for some. And so while today may be a great day for some, it also may be a difficult day for others. And so the question that we ask ourselves is, how do we rejoice in a day when it is a difficult day? And I believe that this scripture speaks to that. So how do we rejoice when it seems that there's nothing to rejoice about in in the moment. This is the day that the Lord has made. So what day is this scripture referring to? Is it referring to this very day? Is it referring to any and every day? Or is it referring to a very specific day? And as I mentioned before, I believe that it does refer to today. I believe that it refers to every day. But I also think and I believe that it may be, possibly, it may be referring to a more specific day in history. So to find out, let's back up a few verses to verse 21. Verse 21. Psalms 118, verse 21, it says this. I thank, I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The psalmist, he's talking about somebody here. He says, I thank you that you have answered me and that you have become my salvation. The person he's talking about has become his savior. Verse 22, the stone that the builders rejected had become the chief cornerstone. The stone he's talking about happens to be the same person. And then verse 23, this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. The psalmist is speaking about a specific person here, and I'm sure that we can f figure out who he's talking about. It's the same person in all three verses, and the person he's talking about is Jesus. He says that you have answered me when I call to you, and you became my salvation. And it says that the stone, that being Jesus, that was rejected by the builders is the same one that became the cornerstone. Now listen, um, if you know me, listen, if you want to know anything about construction, if you want to know anything about building structures, I am not your guy. <laughs> I, I, I am still in the process of learning. In fact, I've learned a lot being here over the VBAs and VBSs and, you know, the Christmas Fest. You know, I, I'm still learning to this day. But I did do my due diligence. And, and in this time, a cornerstone, stones were used um, very often in the construction of, of most buildings. And a cornerstone was the starting stone that, a, um, that the builder of a construction, 
uh, to the construction of any building. And it was the foundation of the entire structure. And the cornerstone was the most important stone as it was the, as the entire building was built off of its position. So a cornerstone was very important and it had to be a very specific stone. It couldn't, if you could imagine, it couldn't be a stone with wacky sides. It had to be a very specific stone. It had to be the right stone because once you set that stone in, it set the tone for the rest of that project and it had to be the right stone. And so it was normal for for the builder to reject specific stones to find the right one. Well, the problem was that the, the builders that the Bible is talking about is the religious leaders of, the, of Jesus' day, they rejected the wrong stone, talking about Jesus. But it tells us that that stone became the cornerstone and talking about the cornerstone of our salvation. God, being the architect, had already, ch- had already chose Jesus um, in advance to be the foundation of our redemption. Jesus, he is, the, he is the foundation of our entire faith. Our faith is built on him. And so this is why we put Jesus first. And in the same way that a builder would put a cornerstone in first before anything else, it speaks to us today that, 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 uh, that it's also important for us to make, the, to make Jesus the cornerstone of our family to make Jesus the cornerstone of our marriage, to make Jesus the cornerstone in our finances and our relationships and anything that we involve ourselves in because when we get that right, when we set him in first, everything follows suits, amen? amen. But this is why, uh, or, or uh, verse 23, it says, this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. It says it is, he, that, that, that this is marvelous for He's, he, he's speaking on our behalf, saying that, it, that being the receivers of the grace of God, that it is marvelous, it's beautiful, it's amazing, because Jesus was the only one who could do it, but of course he did. And thank God that he did, as it says that it is marvelous, it's amazing, it's unbelievable. Why? Because it was impossible. And when we remind ourselves, you know, none of us were able to close the gap that was between us and God. You know, we had no shot. You know, I had no idea how impossible my odds were before I met Christ. I had no idea. I was clueless. You know, you had no idea how impossible your chances were before you met Christ. The Bible says that We weren't even living before then. The Bible says that we were dead. But Jesus, I love this, being the stone that everyone rejected, the stone that I rejected, the stone that you rejected, became the foundation of the building that we would all one day walk into for the salvation of our souls. Come on, somebody. He became that foundation and when we and it's the fa- and he became the foundation of the building that every one of us walks through that that the people who will one day the, the people that we're still believing will come to Christ our family members that they too will walk into that same building for God to transform their life man isn't that marvelous isn't that amazing 
It is the day of salvation. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad in it. It is the day of salvation. And it's, a, it, it's more than just a 24-hour day, but the full gospel day. It is the day that Jesus rose from, the, from, from, from dead, rose from the dead, excuse me, defeated death, hell, and the grave, making it possible for our souls to be saved. And then that gives us a reason to rejoice. And with that said, with that said, that day, the day that Jesus rose, that day impacts my today. That day impacts my every day. It impacts me because on that day, God did the impossible. He did the impossible. He did what no one could do. Listen, he transformed me. He transformed you. I mean, come on, let's be honest. I mean, we knew who we were before Jesus. You know, I mean, I remember walking up to the front before, and in the back of my mind, the first time I did it, I remember, I was like, man, there ain't nothing changing here. <laughs> I was pretty stubborn as a young dude. But, man, something changed that one day, and the Lord, he changed my life. Man, it, is the, it was the greatest miracle of all time, talking about salvation. And I believe this with all of my heart, that it's not just an opinion, it's not a denominational view, I believe that there is no greater miracle than the miracle of salvation. There is no greater miracle than when God transforms a man from a sinner to a saint in an instant. I, I never get tired of seeing it. I always, it's, it's just like it's brand new every time I see it. And I'm so thankful for it. And if God can do that, if God can transform you, if he could transform me, if he could transform the people that we're just amazed for God to do, if he can do that, if he can do the impossible, then God can give me strength that I need for today. That's easy. I can trust for God to give me the help that I need, the wisdom that I need. I can trust for God if he can do the impossible then today and every day I can believe and trust for God to give me what I need for today. He will be enough for me today. And in that, I can rejoice. Man, I can rejoice and I can be glad that I get to lean on God today. That today I can recline on God. I like that a lot, Pastor Ron. You, you spoke about that um, a couple, uh, two, two, uh, two or three weeks ago on a Wednesday night. Um, you know, reclining on him. Faith is like reclining on him. That we can just trust in him. There is a, a, a joy that can be found in trusting in God. That we can put our hope in him. Because of what Jesus did on that day, I can trust that God will help me in this day. Because of what God did on that day, because of what Jesus did on that day, I can trust that he will help me in this day. That is something that I can be certain of. And today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Regardless of the situation I face today, Man, I can be, I can have joy in the God of my strength for today. I can have joy in the God of my peace for today. 
So there's a few things that I want us to take away from um, the message for today. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be, and be glad in it. Number one, as it is still true, to recount your blessings. Every day is a day, another day for us to recount the blessings in our life. You know, going over to, to Kenya and uh, going to India and, and going to these places, you know, makes me realize, you know, when I got back, man, I wanted to bend down and just kiss the floor, you know, being back on U.S. soil. You know, it's, it's, it's a joy to get to be a blessing. But, man, I have, I, you know, we are so blessed. And there are, are so many things for us. We, there are so many blessings for us to recount. Um, but the psalmist says the same thing here in chapter 118, verse 17. He says, I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. As long as I live, I'm going to recount the deeds of the Lord. I'm going to count my blessings. I'm going to be thankful for what God has done for me. I'm going to be thankful that he is with me. I'm going to count, I'm going to recount and be, and be thankful for this day. I'm going to, I'm going to tell people about, about what God has done in my life. I'm going to remind myself about what God has done in my life. I remember whenever I turned 18 years old, I went with my friend to a church out in Houston and, and, um, you know, um, I had grabbed this little black book, a little journal, and I still have that journal today. And I filled that thing up with just things that, you know, when, you know, when times were hard, you know, I just journaled about it. And it wouldn't be too long where I would be thanking God because he answered that prayer. And every now and then I go back in that little black book and I remind myself of what God has brought me from, what God has brought me through. And there's something about it that just ignites your faith, that just encourages you, that just reminds you, man, that God, man, he's got me. He's got me today. He's got me. I, I, I mean, it is all good. There's, there's something about recounting our blessings. Verse 19, the psalmist says, Open to me the gates of righteousness, righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. You know, until I, you know, you know from this day and until the day that I walk through those pearly heavenly gates, I'm going to give thanks to God. I'm going to be thankful. I'm, you, you are going to find me thanking God. And I thank Ms. Bowen for that because she set an example for me early on to be thankful for all things. You know, there is, there is something about a thankful heart. You know, I, I don't know if I can put it into words, but, you know, there's something about a thankful heart that, that is pleasing to the soul and is encouraging to hear. You know, I believe that God appreciates when we just are thankful for the times. Even when times are hard, there are things that we can be thankful for. You know, things are going to be hard, but man, God is still on the throne. Amen? In the end, as we go through what we go through, as we persevere, as we endure, as we stand on the Word of God and we get through, and whatever circumstances we go through, when we get on the other side, let us be certain and make sure that our current circumstances do not steal our joy, but that we would stand and know that God is God and that all is well. Joy and happiness are two different things. Happiness is just momentary. It, it it doesn't last. It's, 
it's just momentary, but joy, there's something about joy that is deep. That, man, I'm going to smile through this, man. You know, I mean, I mean, God is good. That's all I can do. That's all I, I, all I can do is be thankful. And, man, that is enough. Let's not allow the bitter waters of life to turn us sour, but let us be thankful. Amen? That's number one. Number two, let us remember our cornerstone. Now, I'll be honest here. Uh, I'd already sent my notes, and so I stuck to this point, but I rephrased this point. So uh, for that sake, I left it here. But to rephrase this, let, you know, let us make Jesus the cornerstone in every area of our life. Let us look at every area and make sure that Jesus is that cornerstone, that we have him first, that we have him first in our marriage, that we have him first in our family, with our children, spending time with our children in the word of God. And, and you, know, um, you know, one of my favorite things is at the end of the day is getting to ask Naomi and ask Maya about, you know, uh, you know, you know, what is it, you know, that, that God was speaking to you today, you know, you know, you know, on a Sunday when we get home or when, whenever we get to read the Bible together and, and getting to share that together, you know, those moments, you know, getting, you know, you know, getting to share the moment over the word of God, you know, in our finances, you know, keeping God first, making him the, that cornerstone that when we make him first, setting him in as, as that cornerstone, everything else lines up. Can anybody say amen? amen? Isn't that the truth? When we make him first in our relationships, when we make him first in our job, when we, when we make him the cornerstone of our day, there is something about making Jesus first in our day. It doesn't mean everything's going to be okay, but it does make it all right. You know, man, there's, he gives us enough for that day. Amen? The word of God is our foundation. And then thirdly, rejoice in your refuge. You know, Psalm speaks a lot about that word, about God being a refuge. A refuge is, it is the place that we run to in times of trouble. When things are hard, it's the place that we choose to run to. In Psalms 118 and Psalms in general, reminds us that God is the one that we should run to when, te- when, when we are in need of help, when things get hard, that he is the place that he wants us to run to. He wants us to come to him. You know, I remember whenever Maya, <laughs> or actually all of our girls did this. I mean, we know, you know, we all have children. You, you, or, or, you know, you know, you know, when we see children and, um, you know, my, my daughters, whenever, uh, I remember whenever, um, whenever Naomi was two years old and she took a crayon or a marker, I think a permanent marker, and she drew on the wall and looked and mama wasn't looking. And she you know, kept drawing and mama wasn't looking. Next thing you know, Melinda walked into the room and there was permanent marker all over the room. And you could see her just hiding like, oh no, I know I just did something I was not supposed to do. And she was hiding. And you know, it, you know, you know, it put, you know, you know we knew that we were gonna have to clean it up, but you know, I, you know, you know, coming to her and saying, baby, it's okay. You know, it's okay. You know, there's something about, you know, whenever we come to the Lord in our time of need, in our time of hope, when we've made a mistake or whether things are just hard, whenever, you know, no matter the situation, we can go to our Father 
because everything's going to be okay. He can fix it. He can fix it. Psalms, uh, you, know, in, you know, in this chapter, uh, verse 8 through 9 says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. And it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. It is better to find our, our help in God, to go to him in prayer first, to make him the person to, to train ourselves to go to him first because he's the one who's going to help us anyways. Money can only go so far. And people are great. You know, our friends are great. And, you know, you know we all have great advice. But God, he's the one that's going to fix the situation. God is our help in our very time of need. And because of what Jesus did on that day, we can be sure that God is going to help us in this day. So how do we rejoice in times of difficulty? By finding joy and trusting in him. Finding joy and trusting in him. You know that, you know, God is going to give us the strength that we need for today. You know, it's so funny, you know, I've, you know, I don't know how many times I've, I've had the opportunity to preach uh, you know, here, but it just seems like every subject I preach, like Pastor Ron has a, has, a, has, a, has a principle for every one of them, like every time, you know, and when I was preparing, you know, I was thinking about how Pastor Ron always says that if we're on a mountaintop, you know, we're heading for a valley, you know, that's just the reality of it, but when we're in a valley, guess what? We are headed for a mountaintop. Things are going to get better. They just are, and they will. But in that time, when we're in the valley, when we're walking through that middle time, listen, it is still the day that the Lord has made, and we have, and, and we can rejoice and be glad because God is going to be what we need for that day. He's going to give us what we need in that moment, and in that, we can find joy. We can find joy in that moment. So one more time, Psalms 118, verse 24, this is the day. Let's read it together. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Man, let us recount our blessings. Let us make Jesus the cornerstone of our li- in, in every area of our life. And let us rejoice in making God our refuge. No matter the circumstance, there is joy for today. Amen? Amen. Thanks again for joining us for this dynamic message from Pastor Marcus Dunham. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastors and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.